I wanted to start my own business. I still tell young people all the time that there's just no greater satisfaction than working for yourself and building something from scratch that a customer needs and will pay you for. It's just, it's amazing. This is The Safari. The Safari is a tour around the consumer, brand, and retailing industry. And we have the great privilege here at my company, Traub, to really be exposed to many of the great minds of the industry who are forming and shaping the future of many different parts of the consumer, brand, and retail world. And I felt it was quite interesting for us to be able to not only learn from all of those people as we do every day, but uh, memorialize it into a podcast which could then be shared with many of our friends and clients and, and you, obviously, the listener. Today on the Safari, we have Samer Hamaday, the CEO and co-founder of Zeal, which he founded with his wife, Allison. And it has been a wild success. I mean, since 2012, Zeal has delivered massage on demand to really you know, all of the major cities in the United States, top quality massages for licensed, vetted massage therapists to homes, hotels, workplaces, and events in as little as one hour. So, you know, if you haven't had a Zeal massage, and I am a huge fan of this company, you really must listen to this and learn how they were growing and, and changing even before COVID and having to be incredibly creative within this time uh, that at this recording, we are still in quarantine. So it's my pleasure to have him with us. Uh, let's get started. Samer, thank you so much for joining me on the safari. Thank you for having me, Morty. I'm very happy because I've, I've now found my podcasting you know, equipment. And for the last three or four ones, I've been doing this sort of on Zoom only with, with my earpods, and it's not good. It's not good. So this is much better. <laughs> you sound wonderful. So where 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 are you? Where are you? Well, we're actually at the Jersey Shore. So yeah. a little town called Longport, about two and a half hours south of Manhattan. We left the Upper East Side two months ago. Two months ago. Wow. So I just came back uh, from from elsewhere. I was in Massachusetts, and I'm back in the, in the city. It's good to be home. My kids are thrilled to be in their rooms and be, being able to do their homework, so that's good. I know you've got a whole bunch of kids running around as well. So Yeah, uh, three kids. <laughs> yeah, three kids on Zoom and uh, online learning all day long. Well, my wife and I are also working all day long, plus yeah, as she's co- doing as laundry and cleaning and yeah. As co-founders, and plus you have to add in laundry and cleaning and cooking, sort of in between. Yeah, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Well, so so speaking of co-founders, she and you um, founded co-founded this business. You've been a serial entrepreneur, though, uh, and um, I always sort of kick off with trying to understand a little bit about the the, the person and, and why you became an entrepreneur and why you both together partnered to do this company. Um, full disclosure. I must admit, 
I'm actually sitting here staring at my zeal uh, uh, massage bed, which has been un- uh, unused, as you know, for a few months. Um, but you know, as a, you're such an incredible brand, you you deliver such a wonderful service, uh, and you will again in uh, in 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 future times. Uh, and I know we'll talk a little bit about a pivot that you've done very quickly and, and quite successfully. Um, but everyone should know that I am. Uh, what you guys call a zealot, I think, right? Like a real yeah. hardcore zeal fan, hardcore so, user, yeah. So, yeah, to for, get regular yeah. massage and other wellness. Yeah, so so we could say, and, and we, tell me how much you're missing massages now. Oh my like God. my body is aching from all of the zooming and sitting and yeah. sheltering in place. Yeah, no, I had to buy all sorts of weird, torturous-looking contraptions to try and you know help myself out, and you know these machines and drills and. With the well, do you have one of the drills? Yeah. Well, we 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 sell the Hypervolt Plus. Oh well, I, on our website, you, I need to buy all of the above because I'm you know. And by the way, it's, there's no substitute for a massage. I mean, I I there's no substitute. Uh, any contraptions and gizmos and machines and drills and God knows what. Even oh if it's, yeah, it can't re- it can't replace human touch. It doesn't. You know? It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Anyway, so tell us about the business. Tell us how you got into it and a bit about yourself. Yeah, well, on the entrepreneurship question, you know, I've been an entrepreneur since I was 12 years old when I sold candy in my middle school because the cafe at recess was always packed and couldn't service all the customers. And I would buy these huge boxes of candy at Costco and sell them the bars for 50 cents that would cost me 25 cents at wholesale. So I learned how to make a profit very early on. And my dad was an entrepreneur. He started in uh, an architecture and engineering firm in Fresno, California, where I grew up. And I just and I went to Stanford, which infuses you with entrepreneurship. I mean, it's just the place is just buzzing with with people who want to start companies, even more so now than then. But so so I had it in my blood. I wanted to start my own business. I still tell young people all the time that there's just no greater satisfaction than working for yourself and building something from scratch that a customer needs and will pay you for. It's just, it's amazing. So my, uh, my wife and I were in Paris in the summer of 09 after I'd sold and retired from vault.com, which I'd built for 11 years at that time. And we were just talking about the next thing. And we just both, you know, as I was turning 40, she's a, a bit younger. You know, I just said, you know, there's a lot of aches and pains in my body. And how do I solve those aches and pains? I want to get massage. I want to try acupuncture. There's no website that addresses sort of who's good, which treatments work, how much should they cost. So we launched Zeal. And that first version was a marketplace for all those services, you know, like a dozen plus services, including massage. And we learned a lot as we sort of tinkered around, right? We, we didn't charge enough at first. Uh, we also learned that all these consumers wanted massage, like in as little as one hour, send somebody now, I'm in such massive pain. Yeah. And we couldn't even fulfill those requests. And they were coming in fast and furious. They were more than half the requests. So after about a year and a half of tinkering, we said, wait a minute, we should just double down on massage because that is the hardest one for for people to get. It's the one where we could really make our mark, especially because Uber was just starting to take off. So said, let's copy this Uber system of two apps talking to each other, locating a nearby therapist to come to you. How cool would that be? So we launched that service and 
TechCrunch was like the coolest thing ever. It's magic. You press a button and a therapist shows up in as little as an hour. Yeah. And what's it like working with your wife? <laughs> it's been fantastic. We always say that, uh, you know, I'm the boss at work and she's the boss at home. Yeah. But she is our chief brand officer, so she is one of the senior people who report to me. And she'll tell you herself she has no interest in you know sales and finance and management and all those pesky little things we you know CEOs have to deal with. So she's perfectly happy having me deal with all that stuff. Like she can focus on brand, which really consists of you know the way things look and feel, but also in this business, trust and safety. Yeah. You know, how do you bring two people together in the home in a safe way? And it's always been the case. I mean, it's not it's not just now. I mean, it's been always the case. And you guys have been, I think, a master of it, of of really trying to not only obviously make sure that your members or your clients are, feel safe, but also that the uh, that your professionals feel safe and secure. Correct. In fact, when we first contacted therapists, you know, and in, 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 um, we launched the business, uh, you know, as the mobile app for massage in the uh, in April 2013, when we contacted them several months before and said, "Hey, how would you feel comfortable, you know, going to strangers' homes?" They said, "Absolutely not." What would it take to do so? I'd want to know that it really is Morty Singer placing this order, and that he understands that we're a legitimate massage business. I said, "Well, that's an, that's an interesting problem to solve." So we were the first, and still to this day, only company requiring ID verification of the consumer. So you can imagine when we launched here in 2013, give us your last four of your social, your address, your full legal name, your birthday. We later added a partnership with Jumio where you could scan your driver's license back and front. People told us to F off. Mm. We had like a drop-off rate of 70% of that at that point. Like, why do you need all this information just so I can book a massage? But little by little, the word got out and therapists said, these guys care about me. They're not going to send me to some random guy's house. They're going to send me to a guy who's verified who he is. We have his mobile phone. We have all his information. We have his credit card. And we've told him in the terms of use and elsewhere, this is a legitimate massage service. Mm. So the risks inherent in the massage business go way down when you're on the Zeal platform. So the way it works, and I, how about I speak as one of your consumers Sounds first, good, yeah. right? So to save yeah. you the save you the hassle of having to do it for the seven billionth time. But the way it works, and, and you'll, you'll add to it, because I, I know things have changed a little bit recently, is you can either do a, a, a subscription, which I had originally did, and then, or you, as you said, it's sort of like the Uber for massage, and now other services too, like stretching, for example. Um, and what I think is so remarkable about it is, particularly in the United States, I don't, I don't think you're international yet, but the in within the the United States and some of the major cities in this country, even major suburbs and 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 holiday destinations, one can show up and and add a different address and you know it's a different person, but it's still zeal and that sort of brand. Speaking about the importance of brand to the consumer is to to understand the kind of mess the kind of uh, person that's going to show up, the kind of massage they're going to get. Um, have it all report uh, through the same clearinghouse of the app uh, for payment, etc. Um, it's a it's a it's a remarkable thing. So tell us a little bit about obviously how the business has evolved because obviously today there's an even another evolution. But let's leave COVID aside for the time being. Um, you uh, were seeing incredible success and uh, with. 
not just uh, home services, but partnership with hotels. And yes, hotels will be back one day. Um, mm-hmm. But talk about and, of, and workplaces, yeah, and yeah. workplaces too. But so talk about the evolution, uh, the, including stretching and other services. Well, once we mastered massage, so to speak, you know, people said, "What else can you give me?" So you can imagine, you know, customers have asked for nails, hair, makeup, acupuncture, and on and on and on. We launched in early January assisted stretching, which, by the way, if you've never had it, it's so fantastic. A personal trainer, primarily a personal trainer, sometimes a yoga practitioner will show up to your house and for 45 minutes, like, need you and pull you and push you um, and stretch you in a way you could never stretch on your own, plus for 45 minutes, not five or 10 minutes, which Mm -hmm. is what we typically do. So that service was just starting to take off until COVID hit which is really unfortunate, but it'll come back, like you're saying. And by the way, some states have reopened. On Friday, May 1st, Georgia reopened. It was the first state, and others have followed suit. So uh, you can go to our homepage and click on the, on, the, on the link that says see which states are open. There are like seven or eight states open now, mm-hmm. Colorado, parts of Colorado, Utah, and South Carolina, and Georgia, and Tennessee, and parts of Indiana. There are people getting in-home massage again, and you know, hats off to them. The therapists are showing up with masks. They have gloves and hand sanitizer and other equipment with them to address any issues. The customers are sometimes wearing masks themselves, and people are back at it. And um, for the 15, 16, 17 days now we've been reopened in these states, there have been no issues. And we're at roughly 50% pre-COVID levels in those states. That's great. So it's interesting. But until that had happened, we pivoted into virtual wellness for the corporate setting. So we have about 60 clients now out of many hundreds before, but 60 that have come back and they're getting guided stretching and yoga and meditation classes via Zoom and WebEx, both group and one-on-one classes. And it's going very well. Like it's not quite as good as in person, but it's darn close. And even I've been surprised at how, how good it has been to undertake these classes. Well, I heard this wonderful expression recently, which is, we're not going to go back to normal. We're going to go better than normal. That's where we're going to. So what is the, what is the better than normal uh, for, for, for Zeal? Because our wellness and, and, and med- you know, mindfulness and self-care is on top of everyone's minds. I'm sure that on some level we'll have selective uh, and collective amnesia, but I think a lot of this stuff will stick. I don't know how much will I think stick. it will stick. I, will, I think it will stick. And, and better than normal means two things already for us. And, you know, if there's any silver lining in the tragedy of COVID, it's that these near-death experiences to your business force you to really reimagine the business in a way that you just didn't before, but for whatever reason, inertia of like, oh, we just don't have time to do that sort of thing. So we were getting, we were getting critical feedback for several years that one problem with Zeal is that we couldn't service remote workers or workers overseas. This is from our corporate clients, and you know, we briefly opened a London and Toronto office a year ago, and it was so difficult to recruit massage therapists and others and start to sign these deals. But we started signing deals in Toronto and London. So then it was like, well, you're not servicing our employees in France or Germany or Asia or Australia. Well, we are now servicing employees overseas with virtual wellness and people working from home. So better than normal means we can go back to our corporate clients when the world becomes normal and say, 
you don't have to worry any longer that we can't service everybody on your team. We service everybody. Some people are in person. Some people are virtual. Some people are both. And so that, that pitch has been resonating already with our, with our clients. And the second is the self-care piece. We've always had this issue that I love getting zeal once a month as part of the subscription. They're too expensive to get, say, every week or twice a week. What can I do in between zeal visits? Well, we launched the, the zeal store, zeal.com slash store. And it currently has seven SKUs from our partner, Hyperize. So you've got a Hypervolt Plus massage gun. You've got the vibrating foam roller, and you can use these devices in between Zeal visits. So we're addressing that issue that always vexed us. Mm-hmm. And there's more to come. We're, we're, we're drumming up all sorts of crazy ideas right now and thinking through what else we can do to service the customer. So talk a little bit more about the, the virtual Zeal. Um, what, is it meditations? Is it, uh, is, it, is it, I mean, how does that work? Yeah, well, it's basically what we say is um, we will we'll deliver virtually everything that we were delivering in person before COVID, except for massage, which you really can't. But so, so assisted stretching became guided stretching. We show you through the camera how to stretch yourself yeah. and make you hold the pose and, and encourage you so that you can stretch far better than you ever could on your own. Yeah. Meditation and yoga, honestly, you can deliver those services via video just as well as in person. There was never touching beforehand anyway. Quite frankly, the limitation of yoga and meditation on site before was that we never had rooms big enough to service that many people. Now we're doing these video sessions. You'll have upwards of 100 people in a class. It's fantastic. And they're from all over the country. So they feel like you know they're collaborating and, and working together and having fun together in a way that we couldn't have achieved before unless you were on that same floor in that same building and available at that time that we showed up. We'll be right back. I want to take a second to explain to you why Traub is able to bring you the safari. We pride ourselves in being at the very center of a very global, very complicated consumer and retail landscape. and. In our travels, as we help think, manage, and expand businesses in many different channels and geographies, we're able to meet and learn from some of the great minds in this industry, and it's really wonderful to be able to bring them to you. And in doing so, I hope that you, the listener, will be able to learn a little bit more about what we do at Traub as well. Back to the safari. Everyone likes to say these days is that Things that were going to happen in earnest five or ten years from now have just arrived on our doorstep. Right. What, what is it in wellness, self-care, mindfulness that you are one of the brands, as far as I'm concerned, uh, in this sort of new age of, of, yes, startups, but you're no longer a startup, um, of businesses that are uh, really riding that wave um, and sort of this awakening of people. It's almost a spiritual awakening in, in some ways. Yeah. Uh, people discovering yeah. a secular religion of self-care. Um, and therefore, uh, you know, which also involves care for others. And it's sort of this rather interesting spiritual thing that just came out of maybe the millennials. I, I don't know where it came from. Um, but you're sort of riding that wave. Where did it come from, from a very macro perspective, how are you finding the wave? Um, is it a steep wave? Is it a shallow wave? What's it feel like? 
Well, I think, you know, I think part of it is just due to the fact that in the last 10 years, we've all become so interconnected and our work worlds just have not turned off. Let's face it, we're all working almost round the clock. You have business occurring globally. You have, you know, people contacting you by phone, text, Slack, WhatsApp, Facebook, LinkedIn. It never stops. And I think that stress levels just rose to such enormous levels. And this iPhone came out, right? This iPhone, and we all started to get tech neck because we're looking down at it all day long. So people just started feeling terrible. Just like, hey, I want to feel better. Like, how do I do that? But these services always seemed inaccessible, right? They're expensive. And if you're a man, like many men didn't want to go to the spa. Oh, that's for ladies. So it just took time to sort of evolve and say, like, these services are for everybody. They're essential. They're necessary. You're going to explode otherwise, right, if you don't get them. So we, I think our timing was perfect. In some ways, our timing was a little early because we yeah. saw in 13, 14, 15, people were still very wary about getting a massage, let alone a massage at home. And I think the barrier has completely, like, you know, just evaporated now. Like, if you are not feeling great, you just download the app and you book. And, and people of all ages are doing it. You know, we'll, we'll massage, you know, teenagers with the legal guardian present, of course, all the way on up to 90-somethings, yeah. right? It's, it's good for everybody, and everybody's aware of it now. now what, what, what about some of the companies that you guys are in that, that are in the wellness space? Aren't you seeing the same thing? Yeah, I, I think one of the things that we have found, particularly in, our, in the last studies that we have done with Crosswalk, um, we, we studied 5 million consumers over the last six weeks of quarantine, I'll send them to you. And wow. they really show a really interesting picture. Much of it is intuitive, but because, you know, you don't have to be a rocket science to understand that people raced from wants to needs and, you know, groceries and that's it uh, in the first two weeks. But watching people emerge and the content that they were looking at, and obviously for all the listeners, this is anonymized uh, uh, information, this data, we don't know who these people are, but it's all completely anonymized. Um, it was just fascinating to watch cohorts of people slowly move away from CNN, having been addicted to it for, you know, wild amounts of time and, 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 and usage per day. Uh, and then going to what my colleagues would call the enrichment piece of their, of their awakening or the coming out of the cocoon on their way back to the wants um, many of the generations of the four cohorts, uh, you know, are now in the third. We're about to do the fourth, but in the third uh, segment of, of of quarantine, the third fortnight of quarantine, many of them sort of now actively looking for new brands and then going heavily back to the ones that they cared about. But a lot of it was about enrichment, enrichment of their uh, future uh, body, soul, uh, environments, for their homes that they've been stuck in, how can we make that better? Um, but also discovering new ways uh, of, of enriching themselves, and that could be yoga, it could be stretching, it could be thinking about self-massage, which would lead to massage. It's been a, a rather interesting um, thing to, to look into. And um, we've, we've been following it uh, now for about three years. I mean, we wrote a piece three years ago, which is called The Pagan Consumer, uh, a study in mindfulness mm. in consumerism, which really talks about that three years ago. Uh, about this need for some sort of semblance of spirituality that brands are stories, brands are uh, you know, myths, 
right? And so we do a lot of um, comparisons to uh, Joseph Campbell and his work and even Star Wars about sort of, you know, what do these brands mean to people, to consumers? And um, yeah, so we, 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 we've seen it uh, for a while now and um, now it's just come flooding, you know, through the, through the valleys, uh, which, is, which is really interesting. So as a brand, as a brand that you have um, a platform brand, uh, you and I had a conversation about this a few months ago. The ability for a brand to uh, deliver to its customers many different services, and obviously you're starting to do that. But what does brand mean to you guys? What does zeal mean to your customers? Where does zeal give you permission to play? Um, and does it? How broad can this go? Because I, I, I'm a believer that once you have a brand, you need to play with it in the places where you have permission from your customer to go or bring them. What do you, what do you think about that? Yeah, no, I, I agree with you completely. And in fact, I go back to what I said earlier that COVID, the, 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 the server lining of the tragedy of COVID is, a, is given us permission to test the limits of our brand or the, rather the expansion potential of our brand. So we've seen over the years now that our brand stands for trust, so those are those systems that allowed us to bring the two sides together. And if something does happen, God forbid, and it does sometimes happen, we step in and take care of the problem. It stands for quality, right? We don't have too many bad massages, at least from the rating system. It's like, you know, 4.6% of all our massages end up with a one, two, or three star rating. And that could be because the person showed up late or it could be because of a low-quality massage. But the fact that 95-plus percent of the time you're satisfied and happy with your massage, that's the other thing we stand for. So if you stand for trust and quality, and then the third piece, which is on-demand to you, we can come to you, what else can we do with those three value propositions? So I don't want to get ahead of myself and reveal too much about some of the new ideas we have. Oh, go but on. think go about – okay, think about <laughs> – medical care and what you can do with trust quality and on demand to you so we're thinking through some offerings in the medical space where we can leverage our brand and those three elements to make a real difference and compete so hopefully in the next few weeks we'll launch you know an initial test sort of case and see if we're right some of the people internally are saying, like, are you sure that we are going to be trusted in this, like, you know, higher level order thing here, which is, you know, medical care? I said, I'm not certain, but I think we have as good a shot as anybody mm-hmm. to make the offering and see if our current customers will trust us. Will you trust us more? I, I will. You trust I, I was us? just thinking I'll be, I'll be the guinea pig, depending on what it you is know, that you want to offer. <laughs> like, think about it. Let's say I'm going to send a nurse or a doctor to your house for some sort of offering. I think you'd give us a shot. Because we have done so well in the massage category. I, I certainly would. Plus, um, it's something that we're all very used to in Europe. So Europeans will, right. be, uh, will, be, will be very open to that, you know? Well, in the U.S., let's face it, like, people are getting more and more used to this stuff. They, they were saying on the news the other day that telemedicine had been used by perhaps 2% of the population prior to COVID. It's now off the charts. Right. I don't know if it's 20% yet, but it's it's multiples of what it used to be. And the barrier that you had before is now gone. Yeah. COVID has made it a necessity. 
you need to talk to your doctor. You need to get on your you know, app and show your skin to a dermatologist so he or she can assess if you have a rash. And, and then that doctor can call in a prescription which can be delivered to you or shipped to you. So all those things that seemed like, oh, they're just going to be small ancillary types of services are now the mainstream. And let's face it, it's so good to have things delivered to you. Why would you ever go back to the old way of doing something? Why am I going to establish an appointment with my doctor, wait 10 days, walk in the rainy Manhattan streets down to you know see him or her for something, say, routine, when I can do it all by video and have the drugs delivered to my house all while I'm watching television? Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, hey, so sign me up. Where, where, where do I have to go? <laughs> so um, you've been around the finance of brands, of startups, of companies for your whole career. Um, before COVID, um, you probably had a, a, a point of view. Um, today, um, things are a little bit different, obviously. How do you feel about, let's just put aside um, the current situation, the ecosystem of investors, the VC world, private equity, that whole that whole world and where you think the opportunities are. Because from my perspective, there are so many silos within finance uh, that, you know, if you look and smell like this, you need to be in this bucket. And if you're not in this bucket, then you're not in a bucket and you're not going to go in that bucket because you shouldn't be in that bucket. And why not? Because we said, so you're not checking, you know, box checkers. Um, what have you felt about the evolution of how companies are funded and where things are going? Yeah. I mean, the, the irony right now is that COVID has made a lot of uh, financing sources fearful, right? But also many see an opportunity, Right in every downturn, there's, there's there's an amazing opportunity because entrepreneurs are sort of even more uh, active, and valuations have come down substantially. And the thing about this downturn is it happened without any notice, and all these firms had raised so much money. There's more money sitting on the sidelines now than I can even remember, and it wants to find homes. So so the VC world, you know, maybe. Would, Maybe paused for a few weeks is very active again. Yeah, I heard I'm that. Seeing, you know, look, yeah, the valuations are down though. So let's be let's be uh, fair, except for you know certain rare cases like you know certain healthcare ventures or Zoom or Peloton or something like that. So it's a good opportunity, you know, for for people. Uh, so so you know, I'd I'd, I'd say that um, you know, like I'm still actively investing. I'm a little more cautious. I'm definitely more, um, you know more sensitive to valuation, but there are just so many great opportunities right now in telehealth, you know, business connectivity, uh, pharmaceutical or supplements or, you know, wellness type products, which obviously we're in and, and many others, you know, even, even restaurant takeout and delivery, something I invested in just a couple of months ago, just as COVID was hitting, Bbot, Bbot.menu, they're killing it right now. I'm a small investor in mini bar delivery, you know, the alcohol delivery service, just crushing it, you know, as people stay at home, like order in the booze. <laughs> so there are certain things that are doing very, very well. And it's in a very exciting time. But again, I'll turn it to you because, you know, you're a more experienced and professional investor than I am. So what are you seeing? And, you know, you guys do buyouts, I think, primarily, you know, are you seeing valuations come down? Are entrepreneurs uh, more more willing to do deals because they're maybe more fearful. 
uh, or is it just as hard as ever? I think that the, the, the well, on the investor side, there I think there are two kinds of investors. There's one that is more predatory and one that is more mm-hmm. understanding and willing to use structure versus clobbering someone for all of their decades-long right. work and then clobbering them because there was a pandemic for, for however long we're in this pandemic. But um, I, I, what I mean by that is that you, you can get the desired result to protect yourself going in to even buy or invest in a company with structure um, while maintaining and, and, and allowing for the entrepreneurs to, to, to have a win and, uh, and, to sell, and to be partners and to celebrate together versus to have one person be really hit hard by COVID. And, and we take that approach. We also obviously became investors at the top of the economic cycle, namely 2018. We, we knew that we really had to have a thesis that would very much be about um, risk mitigation uh, or at least protection against the downturn. Uh, obviously, we didn't anticipate this kind of uh, thing happening. But, um, you know, we believed in tried and true brands that people cared about, which many others had maybe written off a little bit, sort of the, the center aisle of the grocery store, for example. And um, we bought the the, better, the Betty Crocker cake decorating business, which today, um, you know, we knew that through the last recession – uh, people continued to buy sprinkles and, and icing and, and bake cakes with their kids. Um, did we expect everyone to be locked at home with their families um, within our uh, ownership period and have nothing else to do? No, but, um, you know. That business is doing very well, then. That business is doing right? very well, exactly. Wow, that's and, great. And um, and then we have uh, another business, which I, I, I you know will talk about in a few months, but it's in the beauty business and certain areas of the beauty and wellness uh, business overlap with you. It's about wellness. It's about, it's about, you know, the care of the face or of the body or of the skin. Right. Um, or the hair. We all need hair. a haircut. Yeah. And, and all some women, you know, <laughs> and uh, hair coloring. There right. we go. Well, this company has that as part of their, of their offering. And I think that, um, the, what's interesting about those businesses is, you know, Leonard Lauder famously coined the lipstick index, which is what he said is what happens to lipsticks. They, they are recession proof. And that was the case in his view in 2008. Um, but there are other categories of beauty products that actually are the new index, which is, I would call it the aspirational index of, right. of products that um, women want to have. It's opening price point luxury. They got to go on Zooms. They got to maybe do themselves up if they, if they, to make them make them feel good potentially. And um, it's a way of waking up and getting going. You know, some people make their bed, other people put their makeup on. That's totally the way the right, world works. Right. Well, and guys are doing it more now yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, I can see you got some eye shadow on that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, blue. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah, so we we think that um, there is a lot of opportunity, but opportunity doesn't have to come uh, with with punishment uh, to those on the other side for uh, things that were out of their control, as long as it can be fair to all sides and there can be an obvious win for the investor. Uh, and, a, and a clear path, um, then that's that's the track we take. So, I think that the 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 last word, which I usually obviously give to my guest, uh, it's a very forward looking question. Um, it's always about what's over the horizon. Uh, hopefully, with a note of optimism, uh, where you see it, 
and um, it, and tell us about something that you need to get off, off your chest, something that you want to have everyone know about. Um, and it could be anything from your business to your life to the world, a book, a movie, uh, over to you. Something that I like, you're saying? Yeah, something that you want to just put out in the world. You have the last word. Oh, boy. Boy, you, you, you threw me for a loop. I haven't thought about a question like that in a really long time. I will say I've been so heads down working, I haven't even thought about, you know, really like what are those finer things in life that we've been missing all this time? And, you know, I've been having three square meals a day that my wife has been cooking. And dinner time has been just wonderful. I perhaps had dinner with my family once per month before because between the travel and the work events and work demands, how often were you been home in time to do something like that? And now I'm eating dinner every night with my family. We're having wonderful conversations at dinner. So I guess I would say that the silver lining you know, of COVID is it makes you realize how important your family is and that quality time you'll never get back. So I've been really enjoying it and embracing it. I plan to continue it even when we're back to normal, finding a better balance to spend more time with family. So more time with family and a good massage. It's really the best cocktail, right? <laughs> and a nice glass of wine, too. <laughs> there we go. Samer, thank you so much for joining me oh, on Morty, the safari. Oh, Morty, thank you. Thank you. The safari is wonderful. Right. I can't wait to listen to more of these podcasts. All right, pal. Take care. Bye, bud. If you want to learn a little bit more about Traub, you can go to traub.io where you'll learn a lot about everything that we do. If you're enjoying the safari, please do share it with your friends and colleagues within the industry. And please also don't forget to subscribe and like it. Until next time.